Welcome in to this week's episode of When Drop Wednesday, proudly hosted by When Drop with host extraordinaire Don't Feed. Listen in on this week's conversation with 101 artist Luca the Astronaut. Don't Feed talks to Luca about his start in NFTs and how he is now full time within the NFT space. Let's go. Anyways, uh, enough about me. Let's let's get into good old Luca. <laughs> Yeah, for us, you know, I see some new faces, some familiar faces. If you don't know, we are Wendrop. Um, this is something we do Wendrop Wednesdays with our host, Don't Feed the Wolf. Try and keep it different, talk to some projects, talk to some artists, and, and get to learn from kind of people that are maybe doing something that you want to do or doing something that you might want to collect and get to learn from different people and their backgrounds and get to talk one-on-one with creators and projects and developers. So today we got Luca. Luca, would you like to introduce yourself? Yo, 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 yo. Um, uh, when drop, don't fade. I uh, appreciate you guys having me up here. Um, don't fade. If I start penduling him, just let me know. Because, um, yeah, I don't know my earpods in. Um, but, yeah, so I am a freehand, one-of-one artist that is from Sydney, Australia, 27 years old been doing art i feel like since i was born um and yeah i got a, i got a style that no one else in the world has and it's taken me years to develop and currently i am getting better <laughs> and doing my thing i'm just pretty much creating creating what i feel creating what i love doing what i love um i was a tradie i was a plumber for 11 years i ended up doing plumbing for started when i was 16 actually 10 years um started when i was 16 and yeah i recently just quit uh this is my sixth week now um which has been crazy it's been a crazy ass ride um i'm sure we'll probably get into this but that's pretty much my introduction um yeah i'm lta luke the astronaut glad that everyone's in here Love that. So I'm j- I pinned a couple pictures of uh, some things that you've posted on your Twitter account. Um, is there like an inspiration that you have? Because you definitely have such a unique style and it's vibrant and it pops and it's it like draws you in. So I'm intrigued on like how you got into that. Um, I guess like color palette. It just, I feel like it's been like a year, like years on years on years just studying and doing graffiti um, because I was a graffiti artist. Um, in a sense, I, I kind of still feel like I am uh, because I do like sketching. I love painting. There's something about picking up a spray can that I absolutely love. And I don't know, like I do explore psychedelics. I'm not like a massive psychedelic person, um, but here and there I get on, you know, I do have some psychedelics here and there. Um and yeah, that that definitely unlocks certain things in my mind and within me, uh, color wise. But then again, I look at a lot of art um, every day. Like every day, I'm looking at art. Every day, I'm studying art. Uh, even by me just looking at a piece of art, or me just going outside looking at trees and leaves, etc. Um, I like to look at details differently to what other humans uh, look at certain things. Like if someone looks at a leaf. They look at a leaf. I'm looking at the veins and the lines in the leaf. So I try to look at like details in everything that I see. And I feel like that comes into play with my current artwork uh, today. But with color-wise, I just try new things. I just like to try new things, explore new things. And that definitely helps um, with my colorways with all my current pieces. Awesome. So... Last week we we focused on a project, and I this week we're focusing on one to one artists, and uh, I think I'm going to try and keep that as a regular pattern. Um, and so one of the reasons in particular that I really wanted to do this with Luca is one because I just I'm a big fan of stories, and I wanted to share his story with more people. <clears throat> and two, um, so many people, you know, not not right now. I don't think you're hearing it as much because things are a little down in the markets but there's definitely been times where people always talk about either oh i'm quitting my job or i'm going full-time web three and i really wanted to share lucas story because he is now and um but it's you know it's not something that that came easy and he's definitely put in a lot of hard work so i don't know 
the best way or how you would like to start this, Luca. But like, don't feed, bro. Let me just go at it. I'll just go yeah, at it, bro. Yeah, just go for it, man. And I'll let you know if you're a pendulum. Pendulum. Yeah, let me know. Let me know if a pendulum. So, Which, if I'm being uh, on it. Let, let me just, being... yeah, just say real quick. Just the pendulum for people that don't know. Um, Luca, when he gets excited, starts moving his mouth further away from the phone, and uh, you know it's hard to hear him. So if, if that happens, we'll just give him a little. We'll let him know. You're a legend, bro. I appreciate it. Um, where to start? Nah. <laughs> All right. So pretty much like I was going through the stage of like these have been years and years and like it makes me laugh when people always go, oh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to do Web3 full time and all this and that. In all honesty, like it's taken me years, like 10 years plus to get to this level where I can quit my job. And don't get me wrong. I've been working. I've been saving from my you know, six till four o'clock job. Um, I've been saving my money back to back, man. I'm 27. I've got a mortgage. I've got bills to pay. Um, and a lot of people criticize me for doing derivatives. I don't really give a shit because my derivatives are bringing in the income for me. And it's people like yourself don't feed, same as Dowdy and other people like, you know, i got derivatives coming for Cass and Rocket who are in the, in the, cra- in the crowd as well. Um, these pieces allow me to survive another week and survive another week and for me it means a lot to me as an artist damn okay um yeah so like i was saying uh it's taken me years 10 years 11 years to get to where i'm at today and um i think a lot of people think that this is a lot easier um than what they think but in all honesty it's actually not um you know this wasn't a rush for me i was scared as well like when i first did quit because you're going from full-time wages, uh, getting holiday pay, sick day, all that stuff paid for, especially when you have an income coming in um, that's security, and then you go to Web3 and crypto's down, and you know you might not make sales for weeks. I've been there. I've been in that experience, um, and this is why I do derivatives. I do derivatives in between my projects, so that money allows me to keep going for another week. So I think a lot of people need to understand that if you stack up your money and you create a kind of like plan B to prolong your you chasing your dreams, that's probably the best move because I think a lot of people try to rush the process and just want to jump straight into Web3 because they think they're going to make it. But in all honesty, it doesn't work that way. It's a lot harder than people think. Um, and I hope I hope a lot of people do make it. I hope everyone makes it. But if we're being honest, like it, it's a lot harder than what people think. Um, and yeah, I've been in the space for eight months now. Um, I met heaps of crazy people, heaps of awesome people, people that I absolutely love, people that have been supporting me. Um, and, you know, I've learned a lot as well on the way. Um, so in all honesty, like all, all I can really say to people is that Stay positive, keep chasing, but at the end of the day, if you're working a nine-to-five, keep working your nine-to-five, keep stacking your money up until you have enough money to be like, okay, I have enough money to quit and do art full-time because if you don't have money sitting in your fucking bank account, in all honesty, that pressure when bills start coming in is going to like really put a lot of strain on your creativity and you'll probably fail. And that's the honest truth. And if you're feeling the pressure of bills coming in and you aren't making sales in Web3, you're going to fall in depression and you're going to burn out. You're going to get scared and it's just going to be a bad experience. And that's the honest truth. Um, at the end of the day, for what, six, pretty much seven months, seven months, I was doing full-time, full-time plumbing as a junior PM, senior site manager, which took me 10 years to get to, like to become an apprentice to a tradesman, to a site manager, to a senior site manager, and then to a junior PM running multi-million dollar projects at the age of 27 is a crazy achievement. And I worked my way up. Even though I hate plumbing, I also loved it at the same time. Any detail like copper work I used to do, stack work I used to do, any of that stuff, I went 100% detail because... If I'm doing detail art, I need to do detail work. I try to keep everything I do detail 24-7 because if the plumbing is high-end, my art will be high-end. Anything I do in my, in my day job had to be the exact same quality as my art. And it's the same thing with everything I do. Like anything I put in my art has to be the same quality in my plumbing. And I've kept this going and I've been so consistent with it for years and years. And in all honesty, probably the only like really recently, it's probably only been about seven months. Um that I've actually really taken a massive turn in my art career and I've been creating insane pieces. Um, everything you see on my open scene foundation and even up to date has been created within eight months. 
there's a lot of work that I haven't released that I'll be dropping on Maker's Place and some other big platforms. Um, but, you know, we can have that conversation later. But in all honesty, the only advice I can really give people is stack up your money with your day job, make enough money where you can be like, okay, I can quit. I can do Web3 full-time because in all honesty, Web3 isn't 100%. You're going to make money. You're going to be a millionaire. Um, I've been busy as hell, but I'm just scraping through still. Like, And this is why I do derivatives. This is why I try and branch out my project so I can do commission work. I can do other things because it gives me more of an income so I can prolong me chasing my dreams. And there will be a point in life where at some point I won't have to do derivatives anymore. You know what I mean? Because I, I can just start focusing a lot more on building my project or, you know, hopefully someday do a generated art project that will give me enough money to then create my animation series that I want to do, create more toys that I've already started doing, um, which I've been investing my Luca the Astronaut money into, which does cost me a fair bit of money. But at the end of the day, this is what projects are all about, reinvesting into the project and trying to make more money to reinvest into the project again. And that's really what I'm doing. So, yeah, man, I had to stack money up. Like, I had to stack money up. And um, I don't know, don't feed if you're there in a space when um, I I didn't want to quit my job because I didn't want to spend my ETH money to survive. Um, but then everyone gave me the backing and said, Luca, do it, you know, et cetera. And in all honesty, it was probably the best move I did. But don't get me wrong, I got savings that I had to work hard for. So, and that's getting chewed up. So, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm out here and I'm working and I'm doing what I got to do to survive. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up is that I think for there was a period for a while, right? Like you were already um, getting to a point where your prices were, were um, you were able to raise your prices and you were also very busy with your work, but you were still, you know, juggling both jobs. And I think people were asking, you know, telling you or saying, when are you going to quit? But like, you know, it wasn't, I think it wasn't something you just did overnight, right? Like, so that's what I was going to, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, bro, like, and you probably know as well because I burnt out. And, um, and honestly, man, I was getting up at three every single morning. I was drawing for two and a half hours before work. And then I'd go to a nine hour shift come home, draw, be on Twitter spaces at the same time, go to bed at about 11, 11.30, 12 o'clock and do the exact same thing every day for six months. I did it for six months. Um, even before NFTs, I used to get up at four in the morning um, and I used to draw two hours before work. And then when I got home, I used to just draw nonstop till 11 o'clock. Even on the weekends, like just nonstop drawing, no life, just drawing, drawing, drawing and not even getting paid for it. Like my whole art career, I never made money from my art and guess what i'm now finally making money from my art and i never quit like i used to spend money if anything on creating art i spent money on buying a four grand wacom i spent money on spray cans that helped me with my creativity i spent money i spent money on copic textures i spent money on black books like i spent so much money on investing in equipment to become a better artist and only till now am i making money from my artwork. So people think like this whole time that they jump into NFTs and they think they're going to be making so much money. It doesn't work like that. Like if anything, I'm making money back from all the money I've reinvested into my uh, art career from years ago. You know what I mean? Like I used to save, man, when I was 15, 16, my parents used to give me money back when I was at primary school. I used to save probably $10 out of the $20 they used to give me. And that $10 I used to save, I used to put towards my little my little kitty, my little kitty to go buy spray cans so then I can go paint and go paint trains and do whatever I had to do. That was the real shit back in the day. And I don't forget them days because it's at them times that really made me the person who I am today. So I've been sacrificing money to reinvest. Even if it was, you know, doing doing spray painting or buying fucking textures and whatnot, I was doing that. And I was using my parents' money that they used to give me for lunch to invest in my artwork. So, man, there's a lot behind the elements of Luca the Astronaut and me as an artist that a lot of people don't know, but that's just some real shit, bro. Yeah, that's one thing, like a lot of, you know, this would attracted me to the, my friends at Wendrop and how I became friends with them is, and you and many others in this space is, you know, a lot of people come into the space and they, they see how much money's being made and they get the bright idea to like, oh, I, I can just make a project and make money. And, you know, thinking they're the first ones to be there and like they're the first ones to have this idea and that it's just that easy. Um, but, you know, all the people that I respect and love uh, understand just how much work it is. And before they even dare, 
try and ask anybody for money. They invest time into themselves and into others in this space as well. Um, and that's what I, you know, I really respect. And I'm glad you brought attention to that. Um, you know, you spent so much of your own money and time investing in yourself before you ever dared ask anybody for money for your art. And that's what the, don't feel, this is why I always, this is why I always tell people, you know, it's, it's real passion because for years and years and years, my, my whole art career, like just being a graffiti artist and just being an artist, like never once did I make money. Like, you know what I mean? I did it because I loved it. Like I had to spend my own money because I loved it. I was never getting paid to do graffiti. I was never getting paid to do murals. I was just doing it because I love it. And now all of a sudden, I'm, I'm finally, my time's coming. And at the end of the day, man, I'm going even harder. I haven't slowed down. Like, I'm just bad right now. You know, I'm bad for a whole week. But, man, wait till I'm back tomorrow. I'm gonna, I got so much fire I'm going to drop. Like, people are going to be like, damn, the demon's coming back. Like, the devil's back. So, yeah, bro. Awesome. And uh, for people that don't know, why don't you tell us what Exidia is? I think Brian wanted to say something. When had his hand up. Oh, I think he was giving you a high five, but... Oh. <laughs> Um, what's Exedia? Okay, so Exedia is pretty much uh, a universe that I've created in my head. Now, it's nothing to do with this metaverse bullshit, okay? Like, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Like, whatever the fucking metaverse is, it's nothing to do with the metaverse. Like, if, if this metaverse is real, no worries. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a universe that is in my head that I've created from scratch. All my artwork is created by me. Um, so pretty much Exedia holds a universe full of characters, full of landscape worlds that I am going to show the world what is really in my head. Um, and instead of me calling it my imagination, I call it Exedia. So that's pretty much what Exedia is. All characters, all the artwork you see is pretty much from the universe that I have created and that I'm exploring. Um, and yeah, look, in all honesty, Exedia is forming itself. As an artist, I don't really be like, oh, I'm going to create something like this. No, when I create, I just I freehand create however I feel that day. If I feel down or if I feel depressed, I'm going to create a dark character. If I'm feeling good, I'm going to create a happy character. That's how I go with my color palettes. That's how I go with my, my style and my flow. It just pretty much goes by vibes and how I feel. So if someone catches me at a time where it's like, um, you know, I'm feeling down, I'm probably going to create a villain. And then that villain will have its place in Exedia. But guess what? I'm not a writer, so I create um, what I feel would be awesome in the world that is in my head. Um, I'd like to team up for a writer so I can explain what is in my head so I can get it out there to try storyboard everything in, in my world. But like I always tell people, I'm not a writer. I'm an artist, so I stick to being an artist. Um, I love to be a writer, but it's hard for me to explain um, because I'm not the best at like English, like typing and stuff. My spelling's pretty fucked because I'm a tradie, but um, I'm an artist and I speak for my colors and I speak for my style and I speak for my art and that's what I do best and that's what I stick to. So yeah, that's pretty much Exedia. Exedia is pretty much my imagination um, that I've turned into a universe that people then can collect characters within it. Um, and look, over time, it's going to evolve. Over time, there'll be a storyline. Over time, we're going to have a small animation. Over time, who knows? It might even be a Pixar movie. I don't know, man. But guess what? That's my dream. That's my vision. And I'm going to work hard so I get to that point. But I'm not in a rush. This is all a process. I'm not trying to do everything and create a full-blown story and everything for my world because these things take time. I, I like to think of things happening organically and naturally. Um, Exedia isn't um, uh, engagement farming. It, it's an organic growth uh, place that deserves the respect. It, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be bought into by people that just want to flip and just whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's characters that are insane characters. You know what I mean? I know for a fact that I can be the next Stan Lee and bigger than Walt Disney. I'm only 27 years old. I got my whole life ahead of me. So for me, on a personal level, Exedia is just going to evolve. It's going to become better as I keep becoming better as an artist. And man, there's no stopping me with this world. You may not be a writer, but you definitely are a storyteller. And, um, you know, and like you said, I, I love too that you brought attention, like, you know, you recognize your strength, right? Which is creating art. So you'll find somebody else whose um, strength is in writing. But I also like the fact too that you, you know, with Xadia, it's, um, it, it doesn't have to be written right now. And when it is, you know, and as the story is being told, it doesn't have to end. Um, it can just keep growing and involving. Um, Go ahead. Uh, I, I can't say your name. I'm going to butcher it. Ah, uh, Ferocia. Can you hear me? Yep. You're all good. 
uh, this is the first time talking to to Luca. I actually found out about Luca. I jumped into a space at like two in the morning while I was creating. It was like a roast space. And Luca was like off the chain, super hilarious. I think uh, it was him and a guy named Patriot, if, I, if I'm correct. But probably the funniest space I, I ever heard besides uh, NFT update. But I just wanted to say uh, with uh, Luca's artwork, um, people hate on derivatives. And I'm kind of the same way. And there's a lot of work out there that's good. But I just wanted to give praise to Luca because his work like does justice to derivatives because a lot of people are just doing derivatives to try and rip off uh, bigger projects. But when you look at the artwork that he does, I know this is like free promotion <laughs> or whatever for him, but the amount of detail and the, the time he puts into it, it's really astounding. And it's like, I want to I wanna hire him if the first collection does good for the second collection, just because this stuff's so dope. But yeah, I just came in this space just because I've been listening to, to Luca the last few spaces. And yeah, like... I think he really does justice to the the genres of derivatives because it's true like originality where other people take a lot of the structure from what's already been successful and they might add a small pattern. But even if you look on his um, his Twitter feeds, if you look at just the detail in every little aspect, it's really astounding. And I like I aspire to it. But the the other thing I also want to say too for like artists is. I, I agree with what he says where people come into Web3 and they just think they're going to make it. And now if you've been grinding like like Luca for for 10 plus years and that, then maybe you can kind of, you know, explode and have some growth quicker. But even like Luca, you said you've been doing this for like like eight, nine months before you even started gaining some momentum. But on a side note, too, I totally respect you because before a serious car accident, I was a bricklayer. So I know what it's like to grind and I'm a self-taught pianist. So I used to play piano in the morning before doing a 12-hour bricklaying shift and go home. So I have mad respect for that, too. But uh, I totally I respect what he said about, you know, people think they're just going to break into Web3. And if you look at anyone in history, um, and like I'm a nobody, I don't know much. But what I know is if you look at any like great great person high achiever they grind it for years when no one knew their name right whether you look at a basketball athlete steve jobs whoever it is and then people see them blow up and they think they can just replicate that um there's really good last thing i'm gonna say there's really good book by um sam sheridan it's called the fighter's heart i used to do mma so i read it but he talked about the all-american wrestler dan gable and normally in wrestling if you fell behind a practice you were behind a week but Dan Gable was so tenacious that he could make up a week in one practice. So I think there are individuals that are super tenacious and they can actually, you know, cover that span quicker than other people. So maybe there are people that are super skillful and obsessive that they could take what would take someone eight years uh, and they could, you know, advance in four. But uh, I just really resonate with what you said about the people coming in to Web3 just thinking they're going to make money because you should be doing it because you're passionate about it. Like I came into Web3 just because I love art too. And I saw other people creating art and, you know, making some money. But for me, I just saw it as a big community and culture where you can express yourself and do what you love. Um, so I kind of went on a bit of a tangent there. It's just I have like crazy respect for your artwork. And like I listen to you in the spaces and you have a positive vibe. And what I love most about this guy is uh, I'm not gonna swear, but he doesn't—he doesn't care what anyone thinks. He's just—he's—he's he's doing what he wants, and I think that's another problem. Like, obviously, there's there's still strategy involved in Web three if someone wants to be successful. But at the end of the day, you still got to do what's true to your heart, regardless. You shouldn't worry if oh, what are people gonna think? Is it gonna be successful? Are they gonna like it? You should be creating from your heart. And if you do that, I think you're always going to be successful. But yeah, I'm going to shut up now. I just actually want to say, you know, congratulations. And definitely over the next while, I I already reached out to him, but I definitely want to commission him because if, if we were to grow, and this isn't chilling, but if we were to grow, I think it's an investment for anyone to get his artwork and even use it as a marketing uh, strategy. So yeah, totally blown away and uh, love your work, bro. Yo, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I'll be giving you the follow back, bro, when I'm on band tomorrow because I can't follow anyone. I followed you on the Xedia page, but I honestly do appreciate it. And um, yeah, man, it's 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 been a crazy journey, bro, but I've never gave up. I've never quit, man. I'm 27. I never quit. You know what I mean? And look, I know you're new into, tw in, into Twitter and um, 
like I say, bro, just keep it real. And like you said, I do keep it real. When people hear me in a Twitter space, I swear, I say what I want to say. I had some hater yesterday that hated on me. Um, shout out to Rocket Girl for having my back because I'm banned. I couldn't respond back. Couldn't say shit. But um, hey, it's, it's what comes with it. Like people have fake um, OpenSea accounts of my artwork and ripped my artwork from Instagram and whatnot. Is what it is. Like it's it, it's going to happen. It happens. It happens to everyone. People are going to hate. I've had plenty of haters on Twitter, and I keep it real. If if I sw- if I want to swear, I'll swear. If I want to just be me, I'm going to be me. Like if if I was fake and I wasn't swearing and I wasn't really being me, and then after Twitter space, I was like swearing and being me. I wouldn't be the creator I am today because I'm trying to be someone that I'm not. Like, I'm not trying to be in a Twitter space and be all kind and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, oh, I love you so much. Like, nah, man. Like, at the end of the day, I'm just going to keep it real. Like, bro, if you're coming up and I don't fuck with you, like, I'm just going to tell you, bro, I don't fuck with you. Like, that's just what it is. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need more followers. I don't care. Like, as long as I got real friends and people that really like me, that's all that matters. Like, you know what I mean? So, man, let's keep it real. And if people don't like me because of how I am, that's their problem, bro, not my problem. People never get, people never believed, believed in me. Not even my own parents could be in the situation that I'm in. And guess what? I'm fucking here. So, People can have a problem. People can say what they want to say. It doesn't bother me. I'm here doing my thing, and I let my art speak for itself. Awesome. Um, one of the things because he brought up, and I was going to get into it. It's a good segue. The derivatives. Um, I know that it. I think it. I think it started with uh, Commander, right? I think you. No, nah, it, sta- it started. It started with Stone Ape. So what happened? I ended up doing a derivative for Butter, who owned a Stone Ape, and then when I man, I was probably like the first person that did this. Yeah. No one was doing this. This was legit like eight months ago. I did a Stone Ape derivative um, and then MC Hammer. I woke up one morning, MC Hammer, you can't touch this. He retweeted it and he started following no me. No way. Yeah, bro. And then after that, I was like, holy shit. Like, Look, I don't know if you're rugging or pendulum. I'm probably penduling in both. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay. Um, did you hear about the Stone Ape, MC Hammer? We heard the MC Hammer part, and then you started to fade. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, bro. And then, um, yeah, then after that, I ended up doing a Sly Gliz um, for NFT freaks. And then from there, man, I've been doing derivatives ever since. So they've kind of became a part of me uh, in a sense. And to be honest, man, derivatives, I'll, t- I'll tell like, you know, people people want to knock back derivatives, yeah? But, like, um, derivatives allow you to tap into other communities. Like, if you're if you're an artist, yeah? I can do, like I did a derivative for Don't Feed and now I'm doing a derivative for Dowdy who's in the same community. I did a, I did a derivative, uh, there's another guy down in the, um, Mr. Bags. I'm going to be doing a derivative for Mr. Bags who's a part of the um, GACC. Like, I'm doing, I did a derivative for one of their uh, collectors the other day. Uh, I tapped into their community and it's people like yourselves that allow me to keep growing my personal project and personal brand um, by allowing me to do a derivative. But not even that, you're allowing me to test my skills and you're allowing me to push myself as an artist because doing one-of-one derivatives like I do and transforming them, transforming them in a way that look totally different to the original art piece, like I'm not just adding some little like eyes and leaving the background i'm doing i'm changing the whole character like i'm giving it a full-blown background which it didn't have before like if you look at don't feeds original it doesn't look anything like the one i did so i'm really pushing my skills and my style to breaking point where what i learn in a derivative i bring into my personal one-of-one alien creations and that allows me to become better as an artist so people can say what they want to say they're just haters and they're just they're just jealous that they aren't in the situation and because they don't have the skill. And guess what? That's their problem because they haven't been working hard enough to build and grow their own skill set. I have been. So at the end of the day, if I had the skill set to be like, okay, I've got this piece of art, this person's going to pay me to be like, Luca, what are you going to do for it? That's the challenge. Like, Don't Feed gave me his favorite derivative or his favorite one-of-one piece. I had to make it better than the original like that's a challenge you know what i mean like people don't understand that it's a legit a challenge to transform someone's piece that they absolutely love to make it better than the original so every single time and i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a better one every single time than my last one so there's the challenge as well like i try to challenge myself every derivative i do i'm gonna make it better than that one i need to make it better than that one and that's what i do and that's i'm addicted to the challenge yeah the the whole derivative thing in that sense, and especially the way that you're doing it, is very akin to um, 
the music industry, especially the, you know, the electronic music industry. I watched a lot of artists, um, even Dylan Francis back in, you know, 2000, a little after 2009, which is when I was working in that scene and he was an unknown. They started off by remixing the bigger artists that were out there and paying tribute to those people and, and songs that people loved and making like maybe sometimes even a better version of that song, um, like you're saying, or found a new way for people to find a new love for a song that they've heard over and over again. This is the same thing you're doing with that, you know, and I've also loved too that not only, you know, have you been doing that to extend your reach and like you said, to um, get involved with other communities that are out there and help bring them to your art by showing them something familiar, but, uh, you know, making it your own. You've also been, uh, you know, haven't you, you've also been kind of going back in, um, you know, remixing, or I don't know a better word, some of your own pieces, right? Because some of your earlier works. Yeah, some of my old landscape. So the landscape I'm going to be dropping on Maker's Place, um, my most, it's actually my banner before the mushrooms and stuff. That piece is crazy. Uh, I'm currently animating it. Um, and yeah, look, in all honesty, like, I've, I've got a lot, man, I can't, I can't, I don't cast and seen some behind the scenes stuff that I've got, man, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to shut, I'm going to shut shit down. Like, in all honesty, I've got pieces that people are going to be like, what the hell? Like, I'm not even playing like, but it's all within good timing. I'm, I'm not in a rush. I, I can drop 20 pieces today, but where's the value in that? You know what I mean? Like, there's, the, there's no value in that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stagger out my pieces. I'm going to drop when the time's right. I'm going to, I'm going to promo th- every piece I do now to create the hype but just to give the piece the respect it deserves um because i go into high detail man i can spend a whole week on a landscape which takes me so much time and i'm undervaluing my art as it is i feel like but guess what time will come where i start to get paid my worth and that just takes time there's no rush for it it's all good i'm getting better so at the end of the day as i keep taking my time creating these pieces man the money will come later with the skills i I need to keep getting better and better and better and that's what my focus is my focus isn't the money my focus is creating the best artwork i can but most importantly going into the detail in every new piece and learning new skills that i can implement on my next piece and then enhance that's what i'm all about Um, and that's what art should be about that's what this space should be about People get it twisted. People get it wrong. That's why people are going to fail because they aren't looking at it this way. They're just thinking about making the eighth or the soul or whatever they're thinking of. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not promoting. I'm not promoting derivatives. I'm not promoting how much I charge or anything. People hit me up because they're like, Luca, I love your art. I want it done. It's sweet. Straight away done. Like it's. I'm focusing on the art. It's the art that sells. You know what I mean? Like. The art is the best marketing, creating the best art you can do, creating colorful art or whatever style you do. That's what sells. That's what sells you as an artist. That's what is your marketing. Uh, A lot of people get it twisted in these Twitter spaces, sitting there for eight hours trying to be a speaker to shill. That shit doesn't get you nowhere. That eight hours or six hours you could have been putting into the detail in an art piece that you could be showing people and being like, yo, look at what I created. That speaks louder than you going up and shilling a project. And that's just the honest truth. Before we um, open up the panel to questions, one more thing I wanted to touch back on with your story that I just remembered that, like, you know, attracted me <clears throat> to you and made me really want to, like, you know, buy one of your pieces and support you in any way I could was you talked about managing your time, especially because you had to, at the time, you were still working your plumbing job as well as doing your art. And so you had a, you know, you had a strict schedule. I would like to come back to that, um, you know, have you talk about how you had to manage your time then? And also, are you still managing your time now and how you're doing? That's a great question, Don't Feed. Um, and I think a lot of people need to hear this because this is the real truth. Um, you know, a lot of people jump into Web3 now um, and they jump in Twitter spaces. I was addicted to Twitter spaces. I'm not even going to lie. I was always in Twitter spaces, hyping up, this, that, had energy. Man, the energy that I was giving out in a Twitter space, I was wasting. I could be putting that into my art. And, you know, when I when I burnt out at the start of the year, um, I realized I was doing things wrong. But then again, I was also working full-time and I was having lack of sleep and I was in Twitter spaces and growing and doing art. But now I'm like, you know what? My time Pendulum. Oh, damn. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, sweet. Um Tie the phone to your face. Bro, I think it's just my iPhone, eh? It's just fucked. My iPhone's... I'm going to throw it at the wall soon, bro. IPhone, don't buy an iPhone. Get a Samsung. I think I'm going to switch it up. Um, but, hey, like I was saying, 
I do less spaces now and I focus on art. My creativity, I feel like my creativity has been blocked from being in Twitter spaces. And the reason why this is, is because I'm hearing the same shit every single fucking day. And in all honesty, I can't deal with it. I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. If, if I'm hearing the same shit, the same questions, I'm hearing the same marketing fucking shit, I, I start to feel depressed. I feel like I feel like there's a weight on me and I, I just can't deal with it anymore. And it's not because I don't want to help people. I do want to help people, but I can help people by being in a space like this. Not a marketing space or some other bullshit space, like a Dejan space where I can just talk shit, get some good energy because the energy I have in this space, I'm going to go straight into the artwork and create an insane piece of art. But if I'm there listening to people trying to show their project and talking about fucking bullshit, it just, it makes me feel depressed, bro. You know what I mean? So I've learned not to go in certain spaces anymore. Um, and that's my time management right there. Less spaces, more creativity. When you jump in spaces, it blocks your creativity. And in all honesty, it's the truth. Like it, it's happened to me and my art recently has been on a different level since I've cut back being in spaces. And that's just the honest truth. I know probably people, people, bro, people have criticized me. This is the funny thing, yeah? People have criticized me for not being in Twitter spaces because I was always in Twitter spaces. But these people are the people that have no skill or don't even understand how hard it is to run a fucking project. So they want to criticize someone that actually has a project and is doing everything and creating, creating things, number one, that have never been created before in the fucking world. To be a creator, I need to be in my zone. I need to be in my element. I need to be in my vibe. Being in a Twitter space isn't in my vibe. I can't create when I'm in my Twitter space. I can only create when I'm in my own vibe with my own beats on, music on. I have a certain way of how I create things. I have a certain track, track list that I listen to. I can't listen to that when I'm in a Twitter space. So how am I meant to create what I want to create when I don't have my vibe and I'm hearing other shit? So that's my time management. Less Twitter spaces, more fucking creativity, and you'll see a difference. Awesome. Um, the other part of that that I was asking about was I remember like, do you still have a schedule? You know, like I got a schedule. Don't feed. Yeah. So, bro, you know what I do, man? I ride my fucking bike, bro. So pretty much, I wake up four o'clock. I draw for a good, depending, bro, to about. I draw for a good three hours because I feel like in the morning. I'll put it this way. This is a secret. Yeah. If you get up early morning, straight after you sleep and you're tired and you start drawing, that's when you're most creative. Like, man, there's been times where I wake up in the morning that early and I'll just start sketching shit and that's the best time to create. Then from there, I'll bro, I'll go into detail. Bro. I'll have a shower. I'll have breakfast. Then from there, I'll start drawing till about uh, 11 o'clock. I have lunch. I have a coffee. And then I'll digest a little bit, do a bit more art. And then back into, then I go for a bike ride. Man, I'll go for like a two, three hour bike ride or I'll go to the gym. But I feel like riding my bike does something to my creativity, but I absolutely love riding my bike, listening to music. Then when I come home, bro, back into the art, cook dinner, wash your dishes. <laughs> then I get back into the art. If there's a Twitter space on, I'll jump in. If not, I'm not jumping in. Maybe Conwell will be like, yo, roast radio. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, let's chop it up. But besides that, I'm not, I'm not jumping in anyone else's spaces. Like, that's it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, I'm just creating that. That's all I do. So I train, I fucking draw, I draw and that's it. One thing I really love and I want to make, yeah, is just bring, bring even more attention to is the fact that you're mixing, um, taking care of your physical health and body and exercising as well as, uh, you know, your work and, um, mental. I just, uh, I, I think enough of us don't do that myself included. I'm trying to, I need to get back on my taking care of my physical. So that's awesome that you've kept up and maintained that. Don't feed. You know, when you're sitting down in front of a fucking screen for hours and hours and hours every day, bro, you need to, the, the way you get your brain working is by pumping your blood around your body, like circulation. Yeah. Like if you aren't riding your bike or doing some sort of fitness, you aren't pumping the blood through your body. So therefore your brain's not active, especially being hydrated. I drink so I drink at least three liters of water every day. Um, nonstop. I'm drinking green tea, water. My diet's clean. I'm always eating salads, tuners, like I'm on clean diet. Because it helps me with my creativity, man. When you start eating junk food and you aren't training, you become lazy. You, you, you get in the mode where it's like, oh, I'm just going to watch Netflix for two hours. But I haven't watched TV in so long. Like, I can't even remember the last time I watched Netflix because I'm, I'm, I'm too motivated to create. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's, it's, the, it's the routine, the fitness. And You're pedaling a little bit. Yeah, so like I was saying, it's, 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 pretty much, it's pretty much the food diet and the training, which just keeps me motivated as hell. So yeah, you got to really implement a healthy diet into your schedule, which will help you 
balance your time because if you're if you're there training, you don't have time to be in a Twitter space. You know what I mean? So training's a big thing. Wow, you're making me feel very motivated and very lazy at the same exact time. Um, but I just want to open up the floor for questions. If anyone from the audience has any questions, if not, we'll keep asking them up here on stage. I love it too. And another aspect of it as well is, you know, what's, I think it's important. I just realized this is when you're um, pumping the blood and doing that physical, like you were talking about, you know what you're also doing? You're taking a break from the screens, from these things, you know, and that's also, I'm I'm sure plays a part in freeing up your mind to, uh, you know, get more creative. Big facts, bro. And I'm telling you, it's a, it's a proven point because every time I like come back home from like a bike ride, Bro, I feel I feel amazing, and I just want to draw. So yeah, it, it definitely it definitely does a big thing. That's for sure. All right, so we got two people coming up on stage. I'm going to throw it to a Nifty first. Hey y'all, thanks for having me. I was uh, I was digging li- listening to the space. You know, Luke, I know it's a drain some energy, but you know, for us in the crowd, we're we're picking that up. So thanks for uh, the deposit there, bud. You know, love hearing about different projects and stuff. A couple of things I, I liked hearing you were talking about, you know, your creativity in the morning. I think that's pretty related to, to shower thoughts. You know, your mind's not fully engaged in its everyday little box of logic. Um, so you're kind of free and still t- picking up things from dreamland, you know, that you mix into your art. So I've heard techniques like that, you know, even, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of like Tesla and you know, other inventors, I'm an engineer, but they used to have techniques where he would forget exactly who said this, but it might've been Da Vinci. He used to take a nap on his little couch holding a metal ball. And, you know, it, while you're awake, you have enough muscle um, control to keep that ball in hand. But the moment your mind slips to like, it's like 10 to 15 minutes in, you lose a little muscle control, you get tired and it drops out of your hand. And that in-between state of, uh, you know, being awake but just barely asleep is where they said they got some of their best ideas and breakthroughs. So I just wanted to relate that little story um, when I heard your, you know, your experience. And then the other... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say as well, um, the showers, I've about three showers a day as well because the water uh, definitely does something to the skin, which allows me to create better and also it freshens me up. Yeah, like every time you have a shower, it just freshens you up, and I feel like you you like it's like it's like as if you just woke up again. So yeah, I've about three, probably even sometimes four showers, depending on how I feel. But three showers minimum a day. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure you know the water and the heat and the blood flow. It all it's meditative for sure. The uh, the other quick thing I just wanted to ask. This was a more of a fun fact for me, but I, I was looking at your website and I I was kept hearing you say the name of it and i was like i don't know what this is uh so i looked it up to you know exidia uh i couldn't quite understand that but i was going to ask where the inspiration for that name came from um i think i was like i think very to be honest man i don't even know i like i was creating the first like the og exidia piece um and i was like looking at the mushroom world and then i started like looking up different names for like mushrooms and there was one name that like stood out. I can't remember. I think it was like Exoda or something, and it was some sort of mushroom. And I was like, "Oh!" And then I started like just change. Like I just started like flicking through names. And I'm like, "Okay, what if I can call it this?" And then I was just trying to find something like a good ring. Um, but yeah, I did some research on like some mushrooms, um, and then I ended up just adding. I think like I think I, I think it was Exoda or Exodia or something, and I ended up changing it to Exodia. And I was like, "Yeah, that looks sick." And that's pretty much how it came along. <laughs> that's. That's exactly why I was laughing because uh, I heard Exodia the first time, and you, know, you said you don't watch too much TV, but that's from pretty classic show for most of us in you know the millennial category. Yu-Gi-Oh came out about when we were old enough to watch cartoons, so got a little excited there. But you know, equally cool name, mushrooms are dope. That's awesome. And one thing he brought up earlier because I asked him about it is uh, it also is um, it's basically his mind. And it's the world that he's creating or it's forever, you know, he's creating along with the community and the people who are involved in um, Luca. I did hear that part. Yeah, that was cool. I just was wondering the the inspiration of the name because I was like that. Also, too, it just made me realize, Luca, you are, you know, a writer. You just don't know it because you like to play with words. (laughs) That's true as well. I just like using the C word. It's pretty much the only thing I know how to write. Awesome. Let's uh, throw it to Chris. I like how I like how you said the c word at uh, 
afternoon hours in the U.S. Uh, I think late night hours in the U.S. You can just go ahead and fucking say it. But um, anyway, I just think that's that's hilarious as shit. Um, I don't know why it's such a bad word here. Um, anywho, I just wanted to touch on the the being addicted to spaces thing because uh, hi everybody, here I am in a space. Um, I'm definitely not even trying to recover yet. But one thing I started doing is trying to multitask, like. I was like, I'll be on, like right now I'm eating, you know, so I'm just like, if I wasn't eating, I'd just be, or if I wasn't on the space, I'd just be fucking eating and staring at the floor. Um, and then the other thing is like being on like the, my, my inside bike, which is super lame and boring. Um, but like being on a space and that and doing that as well feels like I'm multitasking and it's like also helps my brain. Cause like I'm thinking and I'm listening and like, it's like listening to a podcast while you're exercising. Um, but yeah, dude, you're so right, man. Like it's just too much fun to be in here and like in a good way, but also like it can be like detrimental, right. For creativity, especially, I don't know why, man, I've, I've tried to work on music while in spaces and it just does not work. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's something about being like socially engaged where creativity just does not flow. I don't know what, what that's about. Cause you'd think, You'd think it'd be all right. I'm not sure what that's about, but yeah, dude, you're on you're onto something there for sure. Yeah, Chris, I honestly, and think of it like you're you're creating music. You know what I mean? So like, you need to be hearing all these sounds. Like if you're hearing shit in a Twitter space, and like like I've always been like, see, I'll find a lot of inspiration if I'm like with the boys and they're over my house on like a Saturday night, and um, you know, we're all smoking weed, doing our thing. Yeah, but I find a lot of inspiration with like seeing people in real life you know what i mean like getting real energy real vibes good laughs like this that like man when the boys are over in the studio and we're chopping it up like man i'll be creating some crazy shit but it's it's because it's like real life i can draw they're there they're talking it's it's different to a twitter space i feel like because i always got to click the button turn the mic on and then you know what i mean it's 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 different to a real life vibe like an in real life vibe is different to a twitter space vibe you can multitask in real life in a studio with a twitter space you can't like it's it's different, especially when you're hearing like you're around people that actually like fuck with you. You know what I mean? Some people in Twitter spaces are just using you for clout, or they're just using you for fucking like. There's just a lot of fake people out here, bro. So it's like the vibe isn't the same as if you're around real people that really believe in you, and that's just on some real shit. Like, so yeah, that that's for me. I create mad when the boys are over and we're chopping it up and this and that. I create hectic shit. And the fact that my mates get to see that is mad. So like real studio sessions are awesome, but like it's different with the Twitter space, bro. But yeah, you know, bro, you know how it is, man. You always just see me in Twitter spaces, etc. You know what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, bro. Like it's, it's just how it is. I figured it out for myself. A lot of people need to figure it out for themselves as well. And they will go through it. They will experience their roadblocks. And guess what? It's a hurdle. It's either you jump over it or you just stand in front of the hurdle and you just keep dealing with it. And to be honest, I just jumped over the fucking hurdle and I'm just going to keep jumping over them because I know what i got to do as an artist for my creativity. But yeah, wait, Chris, I appreciate you as well, bro. You know I love you. Dude, your art's fantastic. I love it. It's great to be up here and hanging out with you guys, eating my apple and peanut butter and vibing. You know, another thing I remembered, Luca, that I wanted to touch on, um, because a lot of artists, you know, when they start off, it's very um, intimidating, especially the ones who take it seriously and realizing, you know, like that they're an artist. They may not be able to market themselves or handle handle their socials and this and that. And they're trying to manage all these things as well as start a business and they're not business owners, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the things I think that helped contribute to your success, right, was finding somebody to help with your socials. Oh, well, that's another thing as well. So I've been doing it all myself. So like last, bro, probably last like maybe two months, I've been doing everything myself, bro. Like, um, you know, Pants had Pants stepped back. I uh, just got too much for him in his life. So I just didn't make it public. I didn't I didn't tell anyone. Shout out to Pants, bro. We're still cool and all that. Like there's no bad blood or anything, man. He just had to step back. So, you know, I've been copying like a lot of good. That's why I don't do Twitter spaces, bro. I'm, I've been managing everything myself. Um it's been even harder for me and I don't, I don't make this shit public. I don't have to go promote it and go tell people that, oh, you know, pants isn't a part of LTA. Like he's still a collector. He's still part of the community. He's just not running my socials because it's too much for his personal life. And it is a lot. It's fucking a lot. Like that's why I'm not so much in the discord and that. And I apologize to everyone. I'm not in the discord, man. At the end of the day, like I'm not an octopus. I can only do so much. I can only be so many places. And with pants around, I could have been in the Discord. I had more time to do that, but I don't. And I also need to put the art first. The art has to come first because people know me as an artist. People don't know me as a community manager. I'm not a community manager. I'm an artist. If people reach out to me, I respond back to them straight away. But for me to like get out of my routine and jump in Discord and have a few chats, I'd love to do it. I want to do it. 
but the reality is that I'm too addicted to fucking creating artwork. Like this is an issue I have. I have an issue which is good in a sense, but also bad in a sense because I, I, I don't really 100% have time for everyone, especially to go into my Discord. Like sometimes I'm like, I forget that I even have it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like Twitter's a lot easier, but then I got to go in Discord. It's, it's, it's a different vibe. And for me on a personal level, I don't, I, I don't turn my back on no one in the community because if they need me, I'm always there for them. If they send me something, I'll retweet the shit straight away. I'll reach out to them. I'm only doing the best I can, man. And in all honesty, it's been two months of me running my own socials, me trying to do everything. And it's a lot of fucking work. Like I'm not paying anyone because I don't have enough money to pay anyone. That's the fucking issue. Like these projects have money. They've done a generator drop. They've generated millions of dollars. I haven't done that. I'm only making enough money to survive, pay my mortgage, and live another fucking day. And in all honesty, within good time, my time will come where I'll have a community manager and I'll have someone that helps me out, etc. But at the moment, man, I, d- I don't have that. And yeah, don't feel like I, I didn't want to say anything because at the end of the day, it's not it's not really like my business or I, I don't really make things public. I don't really go around and tell people what's happening or whatnot because it's my business. But yeah, bro, like I've been running everything solo. Um, so I guess everyone in here knows now, but yeah, bro, shout out to pants, like shout out to everyone, man. Like I'm just out here trying to do my best that I possibly can. I'm sorry to have brought that up, but also, you know, I'm kind of glad that people got to hear this because like you said, you know, people don't realize how much work it is. And, you know, it's actually the cool thing about to make good out of a bad is that you're able to share this experience and let people know, and you are, you have found ways to juggle it, but it still is a lot. And you were talking about these projects. To be honest, man, there's a lot of projects out there, and the, you know they're not going to make it. <laughs> where um, they don't realize they they do, and you know they're not really investing in these things, or they're half. You know they're not. They're actually not paying people. Um, you know, and etc. Like it's it is a lot, and but you do really need that. And if somebody at your level, you know, what pretty much you should you should have that in some some way or capacity imagine these larger projects so um i'm really glad that you brought this up don't feed and you know what this is the this is the good thing about this here it, it's not a bad thing because the good thing about it is the fact that i'm experienced doing everything to run a fucking project like i'm doing art i'm doing the marketing right now i'm marketing myself this is marketing the community but i'm reaching out to people in my community when i can where i can like you know what i mean like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do everything. I'm experiencing everything. If you're running a fucking project, you should know how to do everything. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's like running uh, it's like running any other business. Like, you should know the back end of the business. You should know how the business works. You should know, you should know the financials of everything. That's how a good fucking boss or a good person that runs a project or runs a business, they should know everything. They should know how to do everything. And in all honesty, in a way, like... I'm managing my time the best I can by doing everything. And I appreciate myself doing everything because if I do a generator drop and I make millions of dollars, bro, I'm 100% going to be paying someone to do a fucking community managing. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, I understand how hard that fucking job is. Like, it's hard. Like, talking to people every day, it's, it's not a fucking easy job. It's a hard job. So, in all honesty, the people that don't pay people to do that, fuck them, bro. Because, in all honesty, if I had money... I would, I would pay someone to run my community because, bro, it's a hard fucking job and it consumes a lot of fucking time and people deserve to get paid for doing that. So it's, it's, been, a, it's been a good experience in that sense as well and it's something I needed to get better at um, and I know I need to get better at it but then again, it just comes to me managing my time and unfortunately, bro, as a creator, I'm just addicted to creating shit and I just can't get out of that routine um, and that's, that's, my, that's really my fucking one hurdle that I have um, that I need to... I need I need to work on. Awesome. Well, it's another reason that I'm kind of glad, you know, that you understand how much work goes into this and you didn't rush out to try and drop a project and be in this situation, you know, and you've allowed the community to grow at a pace where you can manage it, but it's still, like you said, it still is a lot to manage. Um, Normally we keep these at one hour, but it's the conversation has been so good. So I still want to, you know, try and wrap it up, but I want to give a chance for anybody to ask any questions before we do so if anybody on the stage or anybody else wants to raise their hand i don't have a new question but i did want to applaud you know when you talk about gotta take time off and do the work actually i i hate listening to all these discords where you just sit in the chat and it's like you know when drop when og when whitelist or you know oh we got rugged it's been one it's been three days since i heard from the artist i'm like 
or oh they said there's a bug in the code well yeah there's there are bugs in the code like people have to do the work to to get it out and you know these collections drop and they can still take you know they promise a game or they're promising a metaverse and again that doesn't happen overnight or even in a day or a week you know these projects are months down the line and some people think they're going to get rich overnight it's frustrating because you can't have a real conversation in any of those uh general chats so i like to hop in these spaces too yeah bro and on that note like you know there is a lot of community members at the moment lta uh family that's actually any but i just want to say like if you're talking we can't hear you luca <laughs> damn bro can you hear me now yes we can okay yeah like i was saying like even if i don't go into the discord or whatnot they see me on my twitter and they see that i'm posting and i'm, I'm still doing art like at the end of the day i'm not a generated art project i'm a one-of-one one artist so as long as i'm doing art guess what? The project's still going. Like when I stopped doing art, the project's rugged. So I think people need to understand that as well. And everyone in my community does understand that. I, f- I feel like, bro, I've been criticized because our floor level's down. I'm just thinking like, bro, selling Commonwealth this yesterday, someone's criticized me about my floor being down on OpenSea. Number one, I'm a one-of-one one artist. I'm not a generated art project. The floor price can change. If someone's in a financial situation and they want to undercut the floor, they can do it. I don't have control over that. But it's funny because people want to criticize. Like At the end of the day, people can hold, people can sell. People do what they want to do. I don't have control over the floor. I don't care initially about the floor. One-of-one one artists, okay? People need to understand that you go on volume of trade and you see what the last primary sale was. If it's 0.4, guess what? You can flip at 0.4. Fuck the floor price. I'm not a generated art project. If people care about the floor, fuck off. I don't care about it. No one in my community cares about the floor. But it's funny because people that aren't even in my community or aren't even collectors are complaining about the floor. Bro, you haven't even bought in. You're worrying about the floor. We don't care about the floor price. We care about delivering a quality fucking product. And guess what? We're a slow-moving project, and it's all good. Why? Because we're long-term. When I have a fucking Pixar movie, bro, then we'll see who's laughing, and then we'll see what the fucking floor price is. So to everyone else, they can suck one, bro, because that's just how I feel. Yeah, absolutely. You hear in these communities, like, guys, are we concerned about the floor price? And it's like, we aren't. Are you? You know, that's that's how it works. The floor, no one has control over the floor price except for the fool posting it at the floor. So, or the person behind the project that sweeps his own floor. Fair enough, but like you said, you got to have the got to have the funds to do that. So. Yeah, and right now, I mean, you know, let's be honest, the markets are down, volumes down on OpenSea. It's it's impacting everyone. Um, and honestly, it's you know, it's it, it couldn't have come at a better time. It's there's there's a a huge amount of people that are obsessed with just the money and just the floor. And, you know, that's not sustainable, right? So it's, it's time to get back to uh, the people who are here for the art, the people who are here for the technology, the community, and the other things this has to offer than just the face value and price of the floor. So, Yeah, I think the apes, you know, brought everything out into the open and people were like, oh, look at these people making $300,000. But what they don't realize is the Apes is a collection that came out, you know, a year ago, months ago. These people didn't sell it for 90 ETH, you know, in a week. It doesn't happen. Awesome. And uh, I don't know, uh, Luca, if you want to say some closing remarks in Windrop before we close it out. <laughs> uh, all I want to say, bro, wait, don't feed. I'm just going to, I'm just, all I'm going to say is I'm back tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say, bro. Everyone, get ready. And I appreciate everyone tuning in. Wendrop, I appreciate you hosting this. Don't feed. I love you, bro. Um, hey, and also, bro, I just want to thank you as well. I just want to thank everyone, bro, for always showing love, always keeping it real with me. There's some real ones out here, you know what I mean, that I actually, I actually do respect a lot and do love. Even if I don't speak to you, just know that I still got mad love for everyone. Like, I haven't changed. Everyone knows I keep it real. If you hit me up, bro, always fucking keep it real. And... I'm coming back. I'm going to fuck people up that have been talking mad shit. So, hey, I'm back Friday. I'm back tomorrow. And I'll get some fucking business to sort out when I come back. I'm just going to be dropping bangers back to back, just flexing on motherfuckers that hate on me. But just know, bro, that I've got some derivatives coming and some one-of-ones that I'm going to be dropping. Bro, I'm dropping new one-of-ones tomorrow. That's fucking fire. Like, it's a fucking hectic piece. So, anyone that has a problem, hit me up. Just post it on my Twitter, bro, and we can sort that shit out. But to everyone out here, I love you all. Peace to everyone. Uh, Dowdy, your derivative's better than Don't Feed Me's, I think. But um, we'll let you judge that later. <laughs> but yeah, hey, shout out to everyone, bro. And uh, I appreciate everyone always showing up, showing support. I love you all. And um, 
keep working hard, keep pushing, and remember, manage your fucking time and don't get caught up in these lame-ass spaces um, and just keep creating the best art you possibly can because that's the shit that's going to make you who you are. I love it. Luca, it's been an honor to talk to you and listen to you speak. Uh, you kind of tell it how it is, and that's how I am. You're a realist, and you're not afraid of you know keeping it real, saying what's on your mind. I appreciate you coming here. Your work is phenomenal, and I'm excited to, to learn more. I like that you told you know people that it's it's not easy to go full time, and you know it takes some time to to feel comfortable. And I think a lot of people really you know need to hear that, whether they're in here or they're listening on the recording later on. I think a dose of reality is good to everyone, and I think you really gave that, and you you were real with everyone here. So I appreciate you for coming, and don't feed for hosting as well. You're welcome, bro. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Now do yourself a favor and hit that like and subscribe button. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WhenDropIO and jump in our Discord and say hi. You won't regret it.